This is your morning routine. Listen, respect my name. Cap and J-Hood. That's right. That's right. We're bad. Uh, uh-uh. Watch the show on Twitch. Follow ESPN 1000 Chicago. Stream the show on the ESPN Chicago app and on FM 100.3 HD2 and on ESPN 1000 Chicago. Now, no, 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 no. David Kaplan and Jonathan Hood. Good morning, everyone. Bring them out. Bring them out. Woo! Bring them out, bring them out. 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 Oh, God. Welcome in to the Cap and J Hood Morning Show on ESPN 1000, and we're streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. With David Kaplan, Jonathan Hood with you. We got Shay, we got Justin, we got you for a three hour ride on this fabulous Friday with open phone lines for you. 312. 332 ESPN 332 3776 is our telephone number. Justin, stop the music. Stop the music because we had breaking news yesterday, Cap. We were not here for the breaking news, but we saw it on our Twitter. We saw it from the Chicago Bears Twitter feed and ChicagoBears.com. We were not sure if we'd see the head coach of the Chicago Bears, Matt Eberflus. We did know that the offensive and defensive coordinator is going to speak, but Eberflus spoke as well. He did. And I am more convinced after looking at Coach Eberflus on my screen, we're winning the Super Bowl with that dude. Oh. Let's go, Mike. That's what's up my sleeve. We're winning the Super Bowl. Maybe not this year, but that dude is going to be a Super Bowl winning Bears coach. That would be me. Let me make sure it's very clear. Cap, I saw him, and I wasn't sure who that was. It's like, did they hire another coordinator? Who's this young strapping lad? And I said to myself, wait a minute. He starts speaking. and Dragon Slayer. And I said, I know that voice from some. Right. I know that voice from some. That's Matt Eberflus. And I said, Hey, big boy, how's your offseason been? A little wink and a little nod. Looking good. He's got a beard. I don't know about you, but you can't spell Matt Eberflus without B-A-E in those letters. Let me tell you, he's a good-looking wow. man. Oh, man. I was like, hold on a second now. And take it from someone who goes to get his beard groomed. Also another good-looking man. Shout out to <laughs> Michaels and Skokie. Uh-huh. M-I-K-E-L-S. Okay. Awesome spot. All right. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks for that. He goes somewhere and gets you groomed. He ain't doing that himself. The fade of the hair. Dude. Like, coach. Like, some people, notably Tom Waddle, they grow beards. Yes. And it's scraggly and gnarly. Sorry, Tommy. Yes. Uh, Eberflus... He let it grow in, and then he goes somewhere, and he's got a barbershop like Michael's, and they do the grooming. They trim it. They line it. Oh, man. Coach, I'm in. Super Bowl winning coach, Matt Eberflus. Hey, Matt. Hey, big head. What are you doing right now? I'm just telling you. You want to go creeping tonight? (laughs) I'm just telling you. Cap, let me tell you. I saw Eberflus, and I thought, yeah, if he keeps that look, Bears are going to the playoffs for sure. For sure. And here's why. He gets it. He understands, like Joe Madden understands, that to win a championship in this city, you must have facial hair. How do we know? Mike Ditka is the number one guy. The best mustache. Number two, Phil Jackson. Great mustache with the Chicago Bulls. Six titles in eight years. 
Doesn't get that done with, without the mustache. Joe Madden, we just talked about. Fine, had to, had to grow it in, but he had the mustache and a little bit of a beard. Ozzie Ginn, 05 White Sox World Series champion, had himself a nice little mustache as well. Always add one. And don't forget Joel Quinville, the wolf. Joel Quinville, three Stanley Cup championships. Good, strong hockey mustache. He had a very strong hockey mustache. So I think Iberflus realizes, hey, man, I got to get on board. We're on our way. I'm here for another couple of years, maybe more. But with that look, Cap, that solidifies the championship. I don't know about you. I'm in, man. Yeah. I am more confident Iberflus because he grew a beard. He looks good. <laughs> he does. He does look good. I'm in now. I'm doing a complete 180 on Matt Eberflus. Let me tell you, you know, the great things about Eberflus is he turned that defense around, and the team believes in him. Yeah. I just think that he was fantastic. To go from three wins to seven wins when he was on the way out and to keep it together, Cap, I'm telling you, that's the guy. Hmm. His new book is going to come out after the Super Bowl. I'm still here. Let's go, man. Yeah. Sidebar is the beard was the difference. No question. If he had that beard last season while things were going sour, I think we all would have spoken about it differently. How did we lose to the Bears? I think we all would have spoken. Honestly, that might have flipped some of those losses into wins. If he just had the beard on the sideline, you beat Cleveland, you beat Denver, you go to the playoffs, you beat Detroit, I'm telling you. Hoodie, the difference, too, like you mentioned, all the great mustaches in Chicago sports history. Mm. But Floos looks modern. Floos, <laughs> he's got the tight cut up top. He does. He's got his hair looking right. The beard's coming in. I'm going into my barber next week with a photo of Eberflus. Tell me that. Cut me up like this guy here. Tell me, me that beard. Cut me up. Tell me that beard is not, like, groomed. I mean. Tight. Hey, big head, you're looking good today. He was hot. I'm I mean, t- I'll say it. I mean, he, he got on that podium. That was hot. I was stunned. Cap, just be honest, okay? A little aroused. Wow. I mean, look at him. I mean, think about what he looked like in the regular season. I mean, clean shaven, you know, just getting the Bic, ra- you know, Bic razor. Ah, I lost another loss. Another- but in the offseason, though, he put time into it, Cap. He did. Now, see, when we met him, he just... I'm just a football coach, week to week, day to day, week yep. to week. You guys are funny. Yep. Uh, I listen on the way in, but I am not going to play those games with you. Yes. Coach. Coach, call the show. We will not talk one second of football with you. We just want to know about the beard, man. Here's, <laughs> here's how you know, Cap, that he's not just a football guy. Because he put time into it. You see, there's your difference right there, Cap. Right there. You can't just be a foot. If you're a football guy, then you look like you know Belichick. Didn't care what he wore. Didn't care about a haircut. You know, unshaven half the time during the because he was focused on film, trying to find out how to win a, a football game. But Eberflus, though, in the off season, a little time off, put some time into it, a little gel, a little something with the hair. I mean, because you trimmed it a certain way, the mustache growing out, you put time into it, pal. Take take it from someone with a beard. Mm-hmm. He didn't do that himself. No. No shot. No. It is not an easy thing to get the line perfect and it under the chin where it's, you know, exactly even. Yes. And then trimmed like no chance. Now, That's where you go in and you go, Andy, my guy Andy. Yeah. Andy. Let's get the beard tight, buddy. 
I'm thinking a few more wins, maybe coach of the year for Eberflus. I mean, look at where the team is going right now. You're dealing with Caleb Williams, more than likely to be the quarterback. You'll be able to have more offensive weapons, a better offensive line. The way he turned that defense around, I'm just telling you. I mean, the way he's looking right now, Cap, I mean, this is going to be a even better defense. Most Much Im- better. Would most that improved appearance in the National Football League. Oh, my God. Matt Eberflus. Most improved appearance. So, so that's a MIA. Yeah. The MIA Award. Is that what Correct. it is? Most improved appearance? Yes. <laughs> okay. I'm well, telling you, that quarter zip he was wearing zipped all the way up, let too. Let me tell you. Oh. <laughs> that's a, oh. That is a far cry from the boxy polo <laughs> collared shirt he was wearing uh, back in the day. That's a man who was fitted. I mean, he, yeah. I couldn't believe my eyes. Oh, my coach, call the show, buddy. Ooh. Oh, man. The, the guys were into it, but the ladies. No question about it. And as, as, as Shay has told us, studies say individuals are more likely to uh, de- you know, have a beard, you know, like a deemed a bearded person, a trustworthy person than a clean-shaven person. You're deemed more of a beard with a beard, more trustworthy than someone clean-shaven. Take that, Mindy. <laughs> is, is that the reason why? You're more trustworthy with a beard and a mustache? <laughs> there you go. This, from the New York State Society of CPAs. Study, people trust salespeople with beards more than those with other styles. I think that's true in every walk of life. I think you see somebody with a beard, not that peach fuzz like Kaplan's got, but you see oh, somebody with a, with a beard. Jackaloon. You really, you really trust that person a little more than the average guy. Hmm. I've had this now. Got to be, got to be going on a year and a half. Yeah, it's groomed. That's yeah, right. that's right. Love it. I would grow one, but then people would throw dollars at me, thinking I need spare change. <laughs> so, so that's why I keep it trimmed. Just a mustache is fine. That's what Waddle looks like with a beard. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> you seen me with a with a beard? People think, boy, he's down on his luck. I haven't seen Carm with a beard except when he gashed his face with a hockey puck. Remember when he was playing? Yeah. He came in, and I'm like, whoa, what happened? He pucked to the face, and he grew the beard Mm -hmm. to cover up the gash, the stitches. So if you have not seen this, I know you might have heard the audio here on ESPN Chicago, but the point is, though, is that you got to see it. I mean, audio is one thing because we're primarily an audio medium, but the idea that you got to be able to see this. Justin, you saw him, right? Come on now. Oh, he just looks awesome. Yeah. He looks awesome. Yeah. yeah. He looks like a championship coach to me. He does. <laughs> he does. Show me a little leg, coach. Very good. Um, by the way. Wow. By the way, did your partner, when we went through our exercise of determining what Shane Waldron was saying in his first press conference. You nailed it. I mean, we talked about it, right? We did the press conference before it aired here on ESPN 1000. Yes. With you playing the role of Shane Waldron and me playing the role of the Penn and Mike Club of the Chicago media. Mm-hmm. Pepper me with questions. You nailed it. He spoke for however long, never once mentioned Justin by name, never once mentioned Caleb Williams by name. Have you talked to Justin? We've exchanged text me- some text messages. Does not have the playbook out yet to the players. Mm-hmm. Of course, because Justin's going to be on another team. I don't want him to know our offense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's the most telling thing that came out of it. Makes sense, though, right? Yes. It completely makes sense. Because it, Justin said to the Brown brothers, hey, man, I would really like to be able to have the playbook um, because I like to study it through the offseason, so I'm ready for April and then, of course, the preseason. Okay, do not find it strange 
Justin, I assume, works out at the facility. Yeah. Waldron is obviously, maybe not every day because he's moving from Seattle and all that, but he's at the facility. Uh Uh-huh. They haven't met. They haven't spoken other than a text. Is that not odd? It is odd. Uh, There might be a timing situation, though, with Waldron as well. What What time does he get in? He gets in at what time? 6 a.m.? All right. What time does he leave? Was that 2, 3 o'clock? See you at 4. I'll work all night, but I won't be seeing him face-to-face. That's my point. (laughs) When when we changed management here Uh and Mike Thomas was coming in. Hi. Dude, we met with him right away. Yes. He wasn't even here yet. Yes. He came in. He was here a few days, stayed in a hotel. And we met. I had breakfast with the guy. Mm-hmm. Hold on a second now. He's your starting quarterback. They didn't make a trade last night that I know of. That's correct. You haven't bumped each into each other in the building? You haven't said, Justin, you live up in Lake Forest or wherever he lives up there. Mm-hmm. I'm staying probably at the hotel right down the street. Yep. I'll meet you at the hotel for coffee. I'll meet you in the facility. I know I can't go on the field with you. They're not allowed to do that by NFL rules. Mm -hmm. But stop by. Let's have a chat. Nothing. Yeah. So they have not seen each other face to face. But the cult members are spinning it like, oh, yeah, he talked about everything being in place, blah, 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 blah. They haven't met. That is the most ridiculous thing I've heard. Well, if you're the offensive coordinator, you think there's going to be change. What's the conversation about? What are you going to talk about? The weather? Right. Vacation spots? What are you going to talk to Justin about? Nothing. That's my point. So, Shane, hey, man, congratulations. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, so that playbook, you know, can I? You upload take, that to my iPad. Can I take a peek? Yeah, you know, I got this new iPad. You know, I don't know the password yet. This whole AT&T outage thing. I can't, I can't get into it. So, you know, once it's up and running. I'll get it to you. I'll get it to you. But at this point, I'm locked out. I, I just I don't have it. Well, can you just give me your philosophy? You know, what do you like best? I kind of saw you in Seattle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you know, um, you know, I got to take a call. But uh, we'll talk. We'll talk. <laughs> All right. We'll talk. Take care. We'll talk. Uh, what do you mean we'll talk? <laughs> it just, I'm going to Amsterdam. Isn't that where Justin said yeah, he's going? Yeah. I, I just want, I got a long flight. It's like uh, seven and a half, eight hours. You know what? Uh, nine hours. What, what's your email? Justinfields at bears.com. Well, okay. You know what? I'll send it. I'll, 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 I'll get it. Yeah. All right. All right, man. Take care. All right. Have a good trip. All right. Whew. <laughs> that was a close shave. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like that kind of thing, right? Right. Oh, man. Yet there's people out there going, I think he's all in on Justin from the press conference. What? No. no. Didn't get that vibe. No. Until he gets the A-OK from Ryan Poles. Everything, he's just teaching Bajent. The media, media relations it. department at the Chicago Bears. Mm-hmm. Scott Hagel at the top of the food chain with Brandon Faber and whoever else they've got in the office. You get a four gold star award for the performance by the coordinator on the offensive side. Eric Washington didn't have to worry about anything, and he was great. You had him prepared, and he had the rope-a-dope going it's great. for the 30 minutes he was out there. It's great. And we're going to hear from Waldron coming up next. Oh, by the way, John on 294 on ESPN 1000. Hey, John. Hey, 
what's up, guys? Long time Sup. listener, first time caller. We Sup. appreciate it. all you guys do. Yes, sir. Appreciate all you guys do. Yeah, yeah. You're the man. So, uh, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a teacher. I'm a teacher, so I work with the young young kids all day. Man, Eberflus, I saw that picture for about five seconds. I just thought, Riz, charisma, man. <laughs> right. He's representing. He's showing out, and you know, it just shows polls. He's got the confidence in. And Eberflus, and they're bringing in a great staff, and obviously they're going to roll in a bunch of great picks. You just got to hit on more than half of them. I'm feeling great about the Bears. I'm right. feeling great about Flus. Just wanted to you know hang up and let you guys go with that. How about that? Never thought we'd get that call in 2024 that Eberflus has got the Riz. How about that? Correct. <laughs> He's got the Riz. <laughs> and amazing. for you old people out there, the Riz, that's what the cool kids say. The Riz. You're addressing the old people, you said. Correct. Looking in a mirror? 312-332. off. I know what the Riz is. I've got the Riz. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get Mindy on line one. Let's see if Cap's got the Riz. If you got the Riz, there's penicillin for that. Oh, my God. Are are you more confident in Eberflus because he grew a beard? Also, some thoughts from Shane Waldron. He met the media yesterday. If you missed it, we have it for you. Coming up next, Cap and Jay Hood, weekday mornings, 7 to 10. We're talking about a good-looking man, Matt Eberflus, the head coach for the Chicago Bears. And also, Shane Waldron met the media yesterday, the new offensive coordinator for the Chicago Bears. As you listen to Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app, a 312-332-3776 is our telephone number, Cap. So, some thoughts here from Shane Waldron. I mean, he was doing, he was playing Twister with the media. And boy, that's, uh, as we mentioned yesterday, it was just odd timing, I think. And, and Courtney Cronin tried to explain it to us, and it made sense. Now, you had to know who the OC in the, in the D.C. is going to be for the Bears. They had to be introduced at some point. I just think this close to the combine, I thought the timing of it was very strange. Why now? Why not after the combine, after your, your, evaluate, after your evaluations? Fair or no? Yeah, when after Courtney explained, look, they probably should have been out here sooner. Yeah. And everybody got a chance to at least hear from them. Now they check that box. All right, done. I don't know if there's an NFL rule you got to make them avail. I don't know that. But they didn't say anything. Eric Washington gave me a good vibe. Mm-hmm. He said, because he's not calling the plays. Right. Some people said, why would you come here? You're not calling the defense. Because the defense is trending up and I want to be a part of it. Right. Like People are excited about the future of the Bears. If you go back to the day Ryan Poles was hired, George shows up with that hokey candy August sign from his hometown, remember? Yeah. And people were taking pictures of George at baggage claim. Mm -hmm. They had the worst cap situation possible. They had a bunch of dudes they had to get off the roster. And all of a sudden now they got maybe the best cap situation or one of them. The number one pick, the number nine pick, and the roster is markedly better. The defense trending up. Let's go. The Bears media, as usual, doing a great job of being able to try to pin down answers up there. So Shane Waldron, the offensive coordinator, was asked, how do you build an offense 
with all the quarterback uncertainty? No, I think, you know, as far as planning the offense, the first part for us was building a staff, getting everyone together. And then, you know, you have staffs. We've worked together with different people in the past. Uh, people have had different experiences. But the first part of that is really speaking our language. You know, what's the 2024 Bears uh, going to look like in terms of how we're calling certain coverages? How are we calling routes? You know, what concepts do we want to, you know, uh, have as part of our core offense when we start OTAs and we start with that building block building block approach as teachers so that's the first part of it and to me you know having a system that's that's speaking the same language that's multiple in its ways that it can attack a defense you know then you start to get the players and you start to know what your personnel is going to look like for that season and then you build it around the player's skill set and I think you know for me uh, that's been a part of my core beliefs, and I feel like it's it's worked out well with the different quarterbacks that I've had a chance to be around over the past several years. Okay, that's a pretty good answer. Pretty good answer. It is. I think this is a, a, a kind of a, an odd question because you think, Cap, if you're an offensive coordinator, your offense should work for anyone, right? It should work for anyone. Should work. I mean, here's the here's what we want you to do. You have to execute the plays. The question was asked to him, can your offense work with uh, Fields, or a college quarterback. Yeah, I, I totally believe that. You know, I think in the in the past experiences, like I said, with with different quarterbacks, different experience levels, uh, whether I was in the coordinator role or in a, in a role uh, as a position coach, you know, I felt that way. I felt different quarterbacks have been able to uh, to step foot into the system, be able to uh, to learn it quickly. You know, and that starts with us being able to teach it in a good and efficient man, uh, manner where they understand it, and then being able to go and, and again, adjust because each guy's going to have a different skill set. So what direction does it go? Uh, it's the, you know, the players really take ownership and control of that. Thoughts there from Waldron. Yeah, I, it, again, he, he gave you a little peek behind the curtain without committing to anybody. Wouldn't mention anybody by name, which I found interesting. Mm-hmm. Had to do it that way. Correct. They did a great job preparing him. Yes. They really did. So give Hagel and Faber and the rest of the crew in that department a lot of credit. I guarantee you there were meetings. Here's how we're going to handle this. I know it's the obvious, but for some people, you need to put the obvious right into their face and put it right there at their doorstep so they can understand. Do you understand the reason why that Waldron could not answer the question about Justin Fields or really go into his skill set or talk about how he's looking forward to working with them? Because the situation is murky. Because even though you may think that Justin Fields should be the quarterback next year, the Bears don't think that. They don't think that's an automatic, clearly. That's why he didn't answer the question. Sometimes you just have to put it right there at the doorstep. You're probably wondering, as you heard those kids, where's the breakdown of Justin? There is no real breakdown of Justin because the Bears don't know where he's going next. Right? I think... They don't know where he's going next. They just know he's not going to be with them. Yes, that's the point. Like Biggs, Brad Biggs said the other day that this isn't even a discussion. The discussion is which one they're drafting. Yeah. Is it Caleb? Is it Drake May? Is it Jaden Daniels? They are not even discussing. This is according to Biggs. Is it Justin or is it Caleb? He said, leave the Justin part out. That decision's been made. Oh, God. Well, what about Bajan? Is, here's a question. Hey, I'm over here. <laughs> is he privy to the book? Do you think he's got the, I think he is. Oh, he, he's he, in the facility, right? Bajent? Do I think he has the playbook? Yeah, I think he does. I don't think he does. I don't think it's any, Bajent. I don't think anybody does. 
But I don't think anybody has it yet. But he's a quarterback that you know for sure is coming back next year. You think Peterman has it? He probably has it. Take a look at this. You're going to be an assistant here pretty soon. Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I don't think anybody has the book yet. Yeah. They will. What if Tyson has it and Justin calls and says, hey, man, send me, send me that book. Forward it to me. What about that? I'm just telling you, man. Like, <laughs> if you're in the facility, you're Bajan, you see Waldron, he has press conference. Hey, coach, can I get a little bit of a primer on what you're going to be doing this year? Yeah, keep that to yourself, Tyson. And then Justin calls. <laughs> My guy. I'm getting ready to go to Amsterdam. Forward me over the offensive stuff he sent you. I can't do that. What do you mean? Yeah. They asked me not to share this with anybody. <laughs> That's the most telling thing. That No, I don't think anybody has that book. You a hater. 312-332-ESP is our phone number. More confident that Eberflus now that he's grown a beard? I think that as uh, Shay told us, a bearded person is a little bit more trustworthy than a clean-shaven person, according to uh, what was that? What was the uh, finding? <laughs> there was a study that was uh, posted by the New York Society of CPAs. Yeah, so there you have it. Salespeople with beards more trustworthy. <laughs> Just in general, I would trust somebody with a beard more than I would trust a clean-shaven person. I think a clean-shaven person is more likely to be a serial killer. Keep growing it out, Justin. You're close, man. I don't remember a bearded, <laughs> bearded serial killer. That's what I'm saying. You see somebody clean-shaven, their house is beautiful, you start to wonder, where are the bodies? Bundy. I mean, some of these. <laughs> Bundy. A Dahmer, they didn't have beards. Uh-huh. Right. You see somebody with a beard and their house is a pigsty, you know that guy's not killing people. Hey, I'm just saying. Justin, hold keep on, working. Hold on. Keep working. Ted Kaczynski wasn't exactly the most trustworthy dude in the world. No. The Unabomber. No. He had a gnarly beard mm-hmm. uh rob in sugarland texas listening on the espn chicago app our rich friend rob is with us hello What's rob up, rob morning gentlemen how are you today we're, we're good, great man. how are you sorry hoodie can't make it down here this weekend i canceled our dinner plans at whataburger tonight <laughs> wow <laughs> you would have done better than that now <laughs> the uic flames are down there uh and uh they got like a two-week texas tour they're going to play in yeah. Sugarland uh, at 11 o'clock this morning. How about that? Yeah. Correct. So, uh, anyway, uh, I was called in the middle of the season, and uh, I think at that point, I forget what game it was, game 10 or 11, showed a picture of Fields on the sideline. Looked to me like uh, he had checked out already. So, I guess if you gave him some truth theorem, I don't think uh, he really wants to be here, uh, you know, either. It's time for him to get a fresh I think if they came out and said, Justin, we've done all the homework. We want you here. We're picking up the fifth-year option. Just go out and play relax. I think he'd be cool with it. I do. Well, with a third OC, I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe not. These jobs are hard to find, so you could be right. And also, I think Eberflus uh, is doing his best Cliff Kingsbury old brother look. <laughs> yeah. I think so. I, I think it is a great look for the head coach. He realizes, Cap, you know, if you're clean-shaven, no championship. It's just not happening. Correct. It's like Luke Richardson. Is that the head coach of the Blackhawks? What's yeah, his name? Luke Richardson. Yeah, he knows. <laughs> that poor guy. He's got no shot. He knows, what's, he knows what it is. Yeah, good, I hear he's a really good dude and a really good coach. Yeah. I mean, that team's just got no chance. He knows. He knows. He's just trying to build the resume the best he can to right. help out Bedard. That's it. So it's him, counsel, no soup for you either, no, you know, clean shaven. Griffal. 
Oh, God. Donovan? No. None of there's them. No, there's no championships there. Nope. Are Carney the Oh, my the God. GM? Oh, my God. Eversley? I mean. Nope. Wow. Clean shaven. Clean shaven. So that's the Poles key. Holmes has a mustache, right? It, it, it all depends on the day. Every now and then, yes, you see it come in. Yeah. Not strong enough, though. Nope. It's got to be a mustache slash beard. This is like yours. Poles? Yeah. Uh, well, I, sh- well I, just, I just got a haircut. I, it, it was a little thicker. Yeah. But I just, I mean, I got it, I got it down a little bit, a little bit more um, manageable. Poles has a little goatee action just on the chin. It's okay. Yeah, it works. Yeah, yeah. that qualifies. Yeah, he's got the facial hair. I'm looking at it. Yeah, he's got the uh, Matt Clement chinny. <laughs> Matt Clement. <laughs> Holy cow! Right. <laughs> yeah, the Matt Clement chinny. Don't forget, we have got shot or no shot that's coming your way at eight o'clock, and we have the latest mock drafts, uh, and, it, and it presents the dream scenario for the Bears. Okay, so wait until you hear this latest mock draft. Okay, we know that the Bears are, are going to have the number one pick. But what about the rest of it? We'll talk about it coming up next. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000, also on our YouTube channel on ESPN Chicago. Here's today's headlines, headlines. with Cap and Jay Hood. 7 a.m. hour brought to you by the Comment Energy Efficiency Program. Baseball in Chicago starts today from the desert. Cubbies and White Sox, baby. Tee it up in the first spring training game today at 2. You'll hear the call with Len Casper and Darren Jackson right here on ESPN 1000 after Carm and Yurko. Also available locally on the ESPN Chicago app. And Jeff Agrest of the Sun-Times reporting that Chris the Cruncher Kampka in a major pilfering by Marquee Network is leaving NBC Sports Chicago where he works on their Bulls and White Sox broadcast. will join Marquis to be the lead researcher, associate producer for the Chicago Cubs broadcast. Big hire. Bulls returned to action last night against the Celtics after the All-Star break, and it was another blowout loss, 129-112. Take that, settlers in the front office. Bulls are now 9-25 and against teams with a 500 or better record. And Northwestern beat Michigan yesterday 76-62. Boo Booey broke the Wildcats' career scoring record in the game. Hmm. Maybe Michigan should care about NIL. We are back, baby. We are back. We are back. Classic. On Chicago's home for sports. ESPN Chicago. And Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app. So glad to have you with us. Hope that you have a great Friday and a great weekend as we keep you company until 10 o'clock. 312-332-3776 is our telephone number. We got Shadow No Shot coming your way at 8 o'clock. Um, and by the way, you said Michigan. Maybe Michigan should care about NIL a little bit more. You just can't just open the door and say, hey, we're Michigan. Come on in. That's a troubled situation there. Yeah, that's not good. And I'm a fan of Juwan. I know him. Yeah. He's a good dude. He went to my basketball camp for a long time when he was a kid. Mm-hmm. Good guy. That team's horrible. Yep. Yes, Jeez. it is. Maybe Brutal. you should worry more about coaching basketball than punching people. You can do both. Wow. <laughs> as long as you win, you can do both. <laughs> We've seen that before. Coach Knight, as we now look over to the latest mock draft, 
Uh, it presents a dream scenario for the Bears. Shay, give us that uh, that mock draft. What Take is us through it. What is the latest? All right, so this is from Brad Biggs, the Tribune. He put together a mini mock to see how the first nine picks shake out and what the Bears might end up with. Hey, if you're blocked by Biggs on Twitter, are you blocked from buying the Tribune or at least that page? Is it cut out of my paper? Well, you were blocked because it's still broadsheet, not tabloid. I know that's a big deal for you. Yes. And a bad guy. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, Wow. I'm also blocked, so I guess. <laughs> well, well, there you have Gap it. and I walking hand in hand. Yeah. It's yeah, bad I mean, guys. It's so ridiculous. Uh, all right. Number one overall, obviously, Caleb Williams to the Chicago Bears. Number two, Jaden Daniels now to Washington. Marvin Harrison Jr. off the board at three to the Patriots. Malik Neighbors at four to the Cardinals. Joe Walt at five to the Chargers. Mm-hmm. All right. J.J. McCarthy, 6 to the Giants. Drake May really falling in this mock. Hmm. Olu Fashanu at 7 to the Titans. Drake May at 8 to the Falcons. And that leaves on the board for the Bears at number 9, Rome Adunze, the wide receiver out of Washington. Sign me up. I have seen a lot of people play this scenario out where the Bears walk away from the top 10 with both Caleb Williams and Rome Adunze, and they have called it the dream scenario where the Bears get everything they want and everything they need in those first 10 picks. You don't have to overthink it when you know that you have needs on your football team. I don't know what the board is for Ryan Poles. I get, we will find out when the draft occurs. What I'm saying is is that you know that it would be great to have another wide receiver on the other side of D.J. Moore, and if Adunze's there at 9, I would take him. I would. I know that a couple of the mock drafts, there's three of them in front of me that have Adunze in the top five. Who knows how it's going to all shake out. But if, if the wide receiver's there at nine, I'm definitely taking him. And you talk about a dream scenario. The dream scenario is, is that you want to change the quarterback, apparently, and having Caleb Williams and then having a wide receiver there at nine. And then you move on from there. There's, this is really one of these situations, Cap, when you're one and nine. There's not a lot of overthinking. This, is not, this should not be overly stressful because you control the draft at the top of it. When, you're, when you have the number one pick, you control the draft. However you want to do it. Correct. So, I mean, to me, it's, a, it's pretty obvious that you would take a quarterback at one because passing up on the draft class twice at the quarterback spot is malpractice. I keep hearing people say, they were talking about it on Sportsman like yesterday. What if Caleb says, I don't want to be a bear? Well, too bad, Caleb. We got the number one pick. We're taking you if Ryan Poles chooses to do that. Yeah, it's not a thing. It's a, it's, a, it's a decent, it's a, about a C-plus talking point, but it's really not a thing. What if Caleb Williams doesn't want, what's he, he going to do? Kick and scream and just say, I'm just going to sit out? Hey, may, hey, maybe he can make more money going back to USC. I, I doubt it. <laughs> I doubt it. The dream is to be in the NFL. Correct. That, that's the whole thing. So that's about a C-plus talking point for me. But at nine cap, I think that the Adunze at nine works for me. Dude, if you have him... To go with DJ, I don't know what they're going to do with Mooney. I'm assuming he's leaving town. But, wow, you have a chance here to have this offense humming quickly. Shay, how many, how many mock drafts have you seen where May Drake May is not in the top three? Not many. I've, I've seen very few where he's not in the top two, honestly. Right. But the more that I'm hearing out of, like, Boston radio and Patriots beat writers, it's sounding more and more likely that the Patriots would take Marvin Harrison and wait at quarterback, which is fascinating to me. But I guess when you're a team that's gotten wide receiver wrong for a decade and a half, 
you probably think that way. Maybe it is more important to draft the best wide receiver available than address the quarterback position. I just think when Mac Jones is your quarterback, maybe you want a quarterback. Yeah, I would say so. It just did not work with Mac Jones and Bill Belichick. Now, of course, Cappy, as you well know, when there's a coaching change or if an athlete goes to a different situation, different team, maybe whatever the problems were, maybe it gets better with a different team and a different organization or a different coaching staff, I should say. But with Mac Jones, it just seemed like there was a piano on his back. It did. It just seemed like it was so stressful and, and also very unpatriot-like in which he was totally different than other players with the Patriots in that he kind of spoke out a little bit. You know, it, it wasn't like he was throwing Belichick under the bus, but if you remember, Mac Jones, you could see how unhappy he was with what Belichick was trying to throw out there. So maybe with a different coaching staff, maybe that changes. Still a young guy. No question. So. Yep. People talk about Justin Fields getting a raw deal here with Nagy and the coordinator changes and all that stuff. I think you could make the argument Mac Jones got a more raw deal. After a really promising rookie year, they gave him Matt Patricia and Joe Judge as his offensive guys. And that was clearly a disaster to the point he was talking about, like you said, Hoodie, talking out against the team. And then the Bill O'Brien situation where he's doing it again this year. It just feels like they screwed him up. I just think that when you are going through the rigors of being a coach year after year, team after team, you get, get fired, you might take another job. You have to realize if you were on the mountaintop with a guy, that it's not going to be the same situation. right? It, like, a perfect example is like what happened with Bill Belichick. You had the best of the best in Tom Brady. And you know that when Brady went to Tampa that you weren't going to get the same Brady expectations as far as what you do on the field, the type of prep work, because everyone is different. It's kind of like what Sean Payton went through this past season with Russell Wilson. And I, he wishes that that was Drew Brees in that spot because whatever, whatever was needed, Drew Brees said, okay, I'll execute to the best of my ability. I'm a gamer. I'll do exactly what you asked me to, Sean, to the best of my ability to the tune of a Super Bowl championship. Russell Wilson's a whole different cat. He had to, try to, he had to break him down, Russell Wilson. Had to break him down to make him a whole different type of quarterback. It finally got better toward the end of the season. But the point is, though, is that this is exactly what happened. What happened is, is that it was a completely different scenario uh, for Russell Wilson because, hey, he wasn't used to Pete Carroll. And on the other side, here is, uh, you know, here's a coach that has been there and done that with Drew Brees. And he tried to do the same thing with Russell Wilson. And it didn't work out. So all I'm saying is, is that you have to adjust to the talent that's in front of you. Simply put. Correct. You just break it. You just try to adjust. You just realize, hey, this was a great player. Well, the next guy that you work with may not be a great player. That you got to try to mold and shape into something better than what he already is. I always believe that a coach can have his system, but he's also got to tweak his system to fit his personnel. Yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I hope that Belichick wasn't looking at Mac Jones and said, hey, man, this is the way Brady did it. Like, those are two different guys. What do you do? <laughs> right. Right. So 312-332-ESPN, 332-3776 is our telephone number. If you're on hold, you will be on the air. Don't forget, Shot or No Shot coming your way at 8 o'clock. Albert Breer will be with us as well, a, a special Friday edition of Albert Breer. He'll be with us at 8.15. Got to go a little early. It's fine, by the way. I turned it off to tell you that he was texting me. Yeah, and then you didn't turn it back on. That's fine. One dollar Bernie's book bank. I don't have any money.
Have no oh my, cash. This guy crying poor. Every day this guy's crying poor. I don't carry cash. Not a dollar. Put your credit card in the in the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Put your Diners Club card in there. I've got my Wintrust Cubs debit card. You want me to put that in there? Done. It's got for, a lot in the account. It's for the kids, Cap. For the kids. Cap and wow. J. Hood, weekday morning, 7 to 10. It's fr- 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 Friday. It's time to get it in for the weekend. Now back to Cap and J. Hood. ESPN Chicago. Cap and Jay Hood on ESPN 1000 and streaming on the ESPN Chicago app with you until 10 o'clock. The Mike Greenberg comes in at 10. The Carmen Yurko 12 to 2 into White Sox baseballs that take on the Cubs. 2 o'clock start right here on the home of the White Sox, ESPN 1000. Afterwards, it'll be Dion and Sylvie. After the game until 6.30, then it'll be Bleck and Tyler from 6.30 to 8 into game night right here on ESPN 1000. 312-332-3776 our phone number. What's going on over there? Here's David Kaplan. <laughs> Sidebar, may I approach? What are you doing? <laughs> I want to explain why Cap's laughing. That's our account. <laughs> Brought to you by Aiken Law. Three one two six million for the great Howard Anken. Put that lawyer ball. in your phone. Trying to horn his way in. <laughs> How about that, Cap? Right. Put that number in your phone. That's right. Put that number in your phone. The Kool Aid Man Listen, jumps in as well. If everybody's getting in on it, I want to get in on it. <laughs> well, well, you have a sidebar. Let's hear it. Now, what's going on there? One of our wonderful regular callers, one of our favorites, Joey G, just called me in the break and he sounded very broken up. He said, Shay, I just, I want to talk to you. I want to apologize to you. I'm sorry. I reached out to Cap and I said some things about you that were not me. They're a different person that lives inside of me when I get angry. And I just want to apologize. And I said, well, Joey, I appreciate it, but I have no idea what you said. So I need to hear from David Kaplan what the hell Joey G said. Okay, so I get a hundred different text messages a day. It just doesn't stop. Kids, wife, friends, co-workers. So I hadn't read it. I'm like, oh, I didn't even see it. I got unread text messages up the wazoo. Sorry, Joey. Uh, Including mine. Says, no, you're on a like a priority list. Oh, I bet I'm on a list. Yeah. Oh, I bet I am. <laughs> oh, man. I'm leaving it alone. Oh, I bet bet I'm on a list. No fly list. Oh, no, no. I know. I bet I'm on a list. Oh, I bet I'm on a list. It needs to be an NBC show. Go ahead. So. Yeah. Uh huh. It says. (laughs) Please. Please ask Shay if a phone receiver will fit up his ass. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Why did he say that? Wait a minute. Now that ain't right. Will a phone receiver fit up his ass? Is that what you just said? <laughs> yeah. It's not him, though. It's not him. <laughs> That's he, a different part. It's the wolf inside of him. It's not him. It's he not then, him. then sent a meme. I'm joking, obviously. He really sounded broken up on the phone. I felt bad. I didn't even know what he said. But what is... Cap, what does that mean? I don't know. He must have been on hold too long. When? <laughs> when? This I week? Don't, I, I can't see this call screen other right. than the first couple three lines. That's on either side of the table, by the way. 
And you're six foot three. Yeah, I'm <laughs> five foot nine. I understand. <laughs> like I don't. Like I have friends of mine. I was on hold. Didn't you see me? No, I didn't. Might have been called. I don't run the phones. Might have been line ten. Correct. Couldn't see it. If it's below line, I could stretch and see line five. There's ten of them. I can't see the other ones. Yeah. So I don't know you're there. Downtown Dean, Joey, or whoever. Sorry. Also, there is no velvet rope policy on this show either. Hey, let me through. What about the other six people that's holding? Right. What's all that about? Correct. Velvet rope policy is a good way to well, I'm just saying, it. like this whole thing, hey, let, let me in. Well, yeah, hey, excuse me. No. I'm, I'm a regular. No, you don't butt the line on Captain Jay Hood. That's for sure. That's correct. I mean, see, what it is, Shay lines them up, and it's the amount of time that's on hold. You've been on hold two minutes. Hey, let me through. No. What about the person who's been holding on since Christ was a baby? What about that guy? Right. Or that lady? Correct. He wants VIP treatment on the show. <laughs> Everybody gets in, you know? You know what, Joey? I'll tell you where you can put your phone receiver. Oh, my God. Well, apology accepted, Shay? Uh, yeah, of course. Mark? There's no hard feelings. We're running a business here. We're trying to do a radio show. This is not... I'm the, it's nothing personal. But he made it personal, so... Sure, apology accepted. <laughs> My God. It's a little aggressive, isn't it? What is he, The Rock? Shine this phone receiver sideways and stick it up your candy ass? Is that what he's doing? Is that what he's doing there with that? With that line? It's very unfortunate, Cap. I think you need to be peacemaker here and figure this out. I'm staying out of it. Oh, one of the few times you don't have your beak in something. That's very odd. I am not putting my beak in there. Yeah. I'll let you handle it. Me? Yeah. No, you stick your beacon at everything. You want to know everything that's going on, so you should you, you should intervene between the two as a peacemaker. And I'm just here just for the jokes. Three one two three three two ESP is our phone number. Uh, I'm not, I'm not. Q. What's going on, uh, Captain? What's going on, Jay Hood? Who are you yelling at? Uh, uh, one of my uh, coworkers. We just talking about football. Okay, well, what is he saying? Uh, he, you know, he a uh, Buffalo Bear, uh, Bill fan. He just saying how to. Uh, the Bears, you know, still going to suck anywhere to go. Okay. I'm like, a young team is on the way out the door. Yeah, ask him if they're going to lose to the Chiefs again. Oh. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, definitely break his heart. Okay, well, you don't need to uh, well, just hold off the trash talk until you talk to us. Now, it says Justin Fields guy, but New Fields is out of here and the Packers game. Tell us about that. What do you, what do you mean by that? Oh, uh, no, I was just saying how um, that I knew Justin. I mean, I'm a Justin Fields guy, but I knew – he was on his way out the door when I seen Ryan Poe shaking his head in that game when he just said, I just, uh, you could tell him in his face, he was disgusted and saying, this was ridiculous and something's got to happen. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and, so, and something's got to change. And, uh, and another thing with the whole uh, Uber Flu thing, uh, Cap, we found our next bachelor. <laughs> the next bachelor, he says. Yeah. Put him on the next Bachelor show. Yes. Would you rather have uh, Matt Eberflus or... Gary, come in here. Would you rather have Gary? Gary! Uh, Eberflus. Gary's just trash. <laughs> no, but that's not right. What are you saying about Gary? He was bad. That was that was a bad show, man. The, the Golden Bachelor you're talking about, yes, right? that was bad. Okay. She's the love of my life. She's, we were married 42 years. A month later, he's moving another one in. And he's more brokenhearted when he had to tell the one he's not going to be with her. 
after a wild night in the sack. Stop. Let me ask you a question. Bad. When you when you've lost your loved one, how soon should you get back on the dating scene? That's a personal choice. What about it? What about Gary? I mean, just don't tell me. Gary, the come worst in here. thing that ever happened to you. It was the love of your life, and then equate that to a f- woman that you shacked up with on a TV show, and you have to tell her she's not getting the golden rose. The hardest things I've ever had to do. You're a clown, Gary. <laughs> and spell your name properly. It's G-E-R-R-Y. It's Jerry. Yes. If you're going to be Gary, it's G-A-R-Y or G-A-R-R-Y. Right. Like Gary Marshall, the famous TV producer. Yes. Yes, very much so. Correct. Yes. With Laverne and Shirley. Mm-hmm. All right. Happy days. <laughs> yeah, Gary's a, he's a tool. All right. Now, we can turn the page on Gary, but we want Eberflus in that spot now. He, I mean, he would, he'd get it done. And by the way, you had a, a, a text regarding that or a tweet regarding Eberflus, did you not? From, from a lady? I did. I got a tweet from, hold on a second now. Uh-huh. She said and I, that... And you quote. She, yeah, I got to find it. Oh, here we go. Cindy V uh-huh. at Poppies and Coco at the Catman at Cap J Hood just saw the new fluce. And the Lady Bears fans officially approve. I need to lie down. <laughs> Shot or no shot in two minutes on Captain J Hood.